0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Romans 2 and 5. Nope. Righteous judgment of the Most High. Who will yep. render unto every man according to nope. his deeds. To them who by patience. Continue in yep. some well-doing seek No. Nope. For glory and honor and immorality. Yep. Eternal life. But unto them that nope. are contentious and do not obey the yep. truth. But obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. Oh, uh, come on. Frank Lucas. Your pa, yep. You an African-American? Yep. Nope. You believe that's your heritage? Yep. Do you know who you are? Nope. King, queen? Yep. Nigga, we're back? Nope. Do you shine like a star? Yep. Think they gonna tell you? Nope. We gonna Yep. Yeah. They gon' take your life? Nope. So many secrets in the vault? Yep. Do this knowledge, come? This walk so why keep on trying everybody got choices choose the right path and nothing can stop us everybody got choices righteous life they don't like that nah everybody got choices choose the right path to save yourself never going back no 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 Forward to the kingdom Yeah. Everybody got choices, nope. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Everybody got choices. Nope. Everybody got choices. Yeah. Yeah. Is it cool yeah. to be gay? Nope. did he make us straight?
0: Yeah. Is the most high plan? Nope. You'll learn the day, yeah. Do you understand grace? Nope. Remember Noah's day? <laughs> yeah. Did more than eight people live? Nope. Will it be the same way? Yeah. Is it the broad way to heaven? Nope. It's a Broadway to hell. Yep. You choose death over life. Nope. You gonna change your life?
1: Everybody got choices. Choose the right path and nothing can stop us. Everybody got choices. Righteous life, they don't like that, nah. Everybody got choices. Choose the right path to save your soul. Never going back. Choose the most higher states I are on. to choose, like to choose from. You got to choose one. Who you gonna choose? Who you gonna choose? Should I live a sinful life? Nope. Should I repent and be baptized? Yeah. Will Amalek ever be nice? Nope. Was I ever crucified? Yeah. Does this world love the most high? Nope. Yep. Is it the wicked gonna burn? Yep. Will we forever? Yep. Will we ever get our turn? Yep. Two to choose from. You got to choose one. Who you gonna choose? The most tired theater. Two sides to choose from. You got to choose one. Who you gonna choose? Who you gonna choose? Got to
0: choose.
1: <clears throat> alright, alright, alright going to learn today.
0: All right, all right, all right. You're going to learn today. All right, all right, all right, all right. Shalom, 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 shalom. Bible And the most high in Christ, bless you. To the 12 tribes worldwide, greetings. You have reached another episode of ISBHPK Presents Bible Talk. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Mashaba. Uh, we have uh, our Bible Talk classes every Monday through Thursday, from um, about 10 a.m. Central uh, Standard Time. We like, we like to keep it right around noon, but sometimes we might go, go a little bit over, especially myself, um, probably about 12.30. Uh, then we come back on Friday nights and we have Friday night Bible breakdowns, uh, with Brother Bonabod every Friday night from, uh, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. So we invite you, please check us out and, and, you know, come, come get with us. Uh, come get with us as, as um, we are, we are Hebrew Israelites, and, and we are uh, uh, teaching the truth of the Bible uh, from the context of understanding that the so-called Negroes, West Indians, Puerto Ricans, Haitians, Dominicans, Cubans, North American Indians, similar Indians, Argentinians, Argentinians Chileans, Brazilians, Colombians, Panamanians, and so-called Mexicans, that we are, we are uh, descendants of the original 12 tribes of the nation of Israel. We are the actual bloodline family tree ancestors of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And Jacob's 12 sons, uh, Judah, Benjamin, Levi, Simeon, Zebulon, Ephraim, Menesiah, Reuben, Asher, John, Issachar. And we can prove these things through history, through, um, archaeology, through prophecies of the, of the Bible, that we are definitely the people of the book. All right. And that, that, um in, in keeping with the, the history of the Bible, that as many times as our ancestors were, were led into captivity, uh, because of our sins, that we were led into slavery because of our, of our sinning and and, and our going against God, and not keeping the covenant, that we went into slavery and captivity many times, right, many different times, you can just start in the book of Judges uh, to let you know that. And then we come back and we can see from from Daniel and the rest of the Bible, the captivity from the Assyrians uh, through and then after the Assyrians, the Babylonians, the Persian and Medes, uh, the Greeks, uh, the, the Babylonians, the Persian and Medes, the Greeks and then the Romans. Uh, as an adventure here now uh, our current captivity here in North America uh, under, under uh, the main captivity here in North America but all over the world that we've been scattered all over the world so um, it's time for us to wake up and we can see this taking place throughout um, it's the it's historic um, events that are taking place that the nation of Israel is actually waking up and learning their identity and that we're coming back to to, to who we are so now we can repent so now we can actually repent because as Christ Father, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. All right. So as I said, ISB k Bible Talk has, has um, our classes Monday through Thursday. Um, on Mondays, you got me. I'm your host on Mondays. Then we have the brother Tazapah your host on Tuesdays with Tazapah Tuesdays. I come back on Wednesdays and then brother Tazapah comes back on Thursdays with more information and then uh, the brother Bonabod on Fridays. So we invite you check us out. All right. We invite you to check us out. Being a part of the ISBHBK network of schools, uh, we have school locations in San Antonio, and in Houston, Texas, in Norfolk, Virginia, and also Rochester, New York. All right? Our school in San Antonio is located at 4444 Walsham, suite number 201, San Antonio, Texas, 78218, being the address there. Um, and they have classes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. And then they have a Sabbath class uh, every Saturday Sunday at 10 a.m. Again, all these times are Central Standard Times. If you can't get to the class, um, all the classes also, uh, you can view them live on YouTube at ISBHPK San San Antonio. All right. Um, Again, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. And then again on Saturday starting at 10 a.m. For our school location in the the Houston area, it's located at 231 FM Road 292, Stafford, Texas, 77477, being the address there. And they also have classes every Monday, Wednesday, and also Friday. Um, and then uh, Saturday class or Saturday, um, Saturday class. Um, I'm sorry, Saturday class uh, at 10 a.m. Uh, every Saturday. And you can view them live on YouTube as well at ISBHPK Houston uh, every Monday and Wednesday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. 10 percent of Time. And then on Fridays from 6 p.m. to 8 a.m. For our school in Norfolk, Nova Virginia. Located at 2610 Granby Street, Nova Virginia, 23517, being the address there. They have classes uh online. You can view them every Tuesday and Thursday on Facebook under the Israelite School of Biblical History and Practical Knowledge from 8 p.m. to 10 PM Eastern Standard Time. And then on Fridays, the YouTube channel, ISBHBK Norfolk, uh starting again from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. and then Saturday, uh, uh, the Sabbath ceremony. Okay. Every Saturday, starting at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time at ISBHBK Norfolk. Our school in Rochester, Rochester, New York. And we're located at 1600 Lyle Avenue, suite number 1A, Rochester, New York, 14606, be the address there. You can view them online as well every Tuesday and Thursday on YouTube at ISBHBK Rochester from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then uh, Sabbath, Sabbath uh, uh, ceremony uh, every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. so we invite you to check them out for more information uh, for our schools uh, in Houston Norfolk, and Rochester we ask, we ask you to check out uh, isbhpk.com that's isbhpk.com uh, where you find links to Sweet Ambiance uh, to Toast uh Israel and Fringed Up where you can um, uh, decorate your, your, your house yourself, a loved one Men, women, children, um, uh, with, with jewelry, with fragrances, with uh, garments, uh, you name it, uh, you can be taken care of. And when you support any of these businesses at isbhbk.com, you help support our, our schools in Norfolk, in Houston, and in Rochester. Uh, for our school here in San Antonio, we invite you to please check out, if you'd like to help out, and also um, help the school here in San Antonio, Check out Eastern Fragrances and Undermark Moving uh, at Rolling Oaks Mall uh, on the first floor. In, uh, right in front of the Shoe Palace, you'll find Eastern Fragrances, which is in between the Great American Cook Company and the elevators going up to the full court. We ask you to please check them out. And we support Eastern Fragrances. You support the school here in San Antonio, as well as Undermark Moving, and movie company. If you have any moving needs that you need uh, to be accomplished or taken care of, they can definitely take care of you right, with Undermark Moving. So uh, contact the brothers there. And the families, either at the school or at the kiosk, they would definitely assist you and take care of you, all right? Um, let's see. Um, the only the other announcement I have is on Sundays, we do have a Hebrew class. On Sundays, we do have a Hebrew class that is at the EO Pure Therapy Event Center, all right? It's a Hebrew class from um, 4, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. They're at the mall at EO Pure Therapy. Um, and anybody who would like to learn the Paleo Ancient Hebrew, is one you're welcome to come and join and join us. The classes are free, again, from uh, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. at EO Pure Therapy there at the mall. Uh, EO Pure Therapy is, is sponsored by EO Pure Therapy, which is located on the first floor of the mall, in the JCPenney wing of the mall, um, across from the Icing Boutique, and directly diagonal from the H&M clothing store. Uh, we, uh, please check out EO Pure Therapy um, uh, for, for high-quality, custom, handmade, skincare products. We actually check out uh, pure, EO Pure Therapy at Bilingo's Small. All right, brothers and sisters, uh, this is part of, the, of, of my show um, um, when I'm hosting. i like to um, uh, send up prayers uh, for, for brothers and sisters across the country you know, whose names I've gotten that might need a little bit of extra prayer um, for some of the afflictions, some things they might be going through. Christ did uh, remind us, the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ did remind us to pray constantly, all right, uh, pray without ceasing. And then Peter even remind, reminded us that the eyes of the Lord God are over the righteous, <clears throat> and his ears are open to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. So we understand that the Lord hears the, the prayers of the righteous. So as we go through th- this uh, this prayer list, I ask that you on your own, in your own private time, in your closets, when you send up prayers um, uh, to the Father, please add the following names to your prayer list as well. All right? So the Most High in the name of Christ, please listen to us now, right now. Please send Michael and the Holy Angels to watch over, to bless, to heal, to protect, to strengthen, to help, to guide. And please take away all evil, all evil people, all evil spirits, all sicknesses, all guile, and all malice from the brother Hawam and his wife who already died here in San Antonio, for the brother John Spann who is dealing with cancer, for Miss Catherine, otherwise known as Ma Dukes, uh, here in San Antonio, uh, for, uh, Sister Becky, Brother Daryl, and Becky's Sister Carmen up there in Albuquerque, New Mexico. For my in-laws, the entire Lovett family, my, my father-in-law, my mother-in-law, uh, my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law, as well as all my nieces and nephews with the Lovett family, uh, we ask you, we, we listen them up in prayer as well, Father. The entire Coates family, Father, the father, uh, the, the family of Brother Gabar Um uh, we sing the prayers. Father, for the brother Kazaki and his family, and his wife, Shuachana. Uh, send a prayer, as Father, for Sister Anagashia, uh, and for Brother Tahawam in Houston, for the brother Judah um, uh, Tahawam here in San Antonio, otherwise known as West Beverly. Father, we ask you, Father, for the sister Ayana, the wife of Brother of Warner Iron, Ayana, but, uh, but not Fanyumyan. Father, we have some special needs children that we raising up to you, um, the daughter our brother tazapar and uh, his wife arkaya um who we call uh, uh little cc um the daughter of gabar and anagashia ajali and the daughter of brother barabar and his wife kardashia uh aliyah and i ask you father for the brother tazapar and his family and I'm taking for his son Rapa as they're going through things some things right now we continue to ask you ask father for the brother kardashgabar here in san antonio and for the Brother Yanawathan, up in Albuquerque. Uh, for the Brother uh, Gabar, out there in Florida, and his wife. For the Brother Shamquadash and his wife, Mariah, also out there in Florida. For the Sister Ruthie Mae Johnson, who is the mother-in-law uh, to Brother Gabar, out there in Florida. Father, we, we raise up to you Sister Quadashaya, again, the wife of Brother Ivana We also raise up to you, Father, uh, Pat Washington, the mother of Brother L.V., we ask you, Father, for the brother uh, uh, Sean Stark, for the sister Sylvia Khan, uh, for for our brother, um, the, the son of, of uh, uh Shapar, and Father, we ask also that you continue to please watch over, bless and heal, and be with brother Yama, who currently right now is in the lobby, Father. We ask you all these names in the Lord, in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, Baha Shami Halashai. And we thank you always. The water from yard. All right, brothers and sisters. So, uh, you know, that's pretty much for the introductions. If you'd like to help out the ISBHBK Bible Talk podcast, I am accepting donations on Cash App at Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A, on Cash App and also at Google Wallet, uh, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A, 575 at gmail.com. If you'd like to help us keep the um, um, ISBHBK Bible Talk podcast uh, continuing to go and to grow. So with that, brothers and sisters, thank you for tuning in once again. Um, as we come into today, today being uh, Wednesday, let me catch up on my notes here. Uh, today being Wednesday, I'll what what today's actual date is. It's July, wow, it's getting late in the month, late in the year. It is July, let me pull it up here. Hold up, got some text in. Today happens to be Wednesday, July 26th. We are, wow, this year is flying. This year really is flying. As we go into the class today, uh, my my Wednesday class, uh, I'm going to continue from the class that we started on, that uh, we started a long time ago, that we were going over on Wednesday. Uh, We're dealing with, brothers and sisters, um, what it means to deny Christ, all right? What it means to deny Christ. And believe it or not, we are actually at part 70 of this series, part 20, I'm sorry, part 20 of this series, where we're looking at uh, what it means to deny Christ. Again, this is a 20-part series. Um, that I have to be going into today. So there's a lot to this class, all right? There's a lot to this class. Um, for any of the classes that, that we do go over here on um, uh, ISBHPK Bible Talk, uh, you can catch our library at www.blogtalkradio.com, all right? We have a library of all the shows we've done dating all the way back to February February 28, 2010, uh, right here, at, again, at www.blogtalkradio.com. When you come to ww.blogstop uh, go to the search box and put in the name Mashaba, M A S H A H B A, and our, our library of episodes will come up. All right, and, and, and you and they're all there. Starting from the latest, going all the way back to the uh uh to to the, the very first one that we did in in that uh, chronological order. Uh and you can catch up with any part of the of the series that I might have done, any part of the series that um uh, Tajapaha's done, that Bhana done. Uh, I mean, it's going all the way back to the shows that Kawakab did, shows that the Brother Karash did, shows that uh, Brother Yasha Ali did, going all the way back. So if there's anything you might have missed or want to catch up on, uh, we invite you to please check it out there at com, Or uh, you, you have access to the last 300 shows that we've done at either Google Podcast, um, iHeartRadio Podcast, um, Apple iTunes Podcast or podcast addict uh, under uh, isbhbk Bible Talk. Now, you're going to be, uh, be able to keep up with and, and go back and review any of the shows that we've done, any of the classes that, that we're going over, and any series that we're covering that you might be able to uh, catch up with any of that we're going over, okay? In this 20th part of what it means to deny Christ, uh, again, and we're, we're, we've been really... Uh, uh, we've been trying to let our roots run deep in this topic, right? We don't want it to be a surface area understanding, a uh, surface, um, uh, uh, a surface uh, meaning of what it means to deny Christ, but we have really have been kind of digging in to really pull it out. And part of what we've been doing with, with this series is examining the history of the Hebrew Israelites, examining our history, our biblical history, of hebrew israelites to see where in the past what we have denied god all right and things that we've done and mindsets that we've gotten into that we did forsake or we did deny the father and that now coming back here in in the present time that now understanding that christ died for the nation of israel for and is that mediator and, and, and the intercession between us and the Father, that we want to make sure that we're not getting to a place where we're denying Christ himself, all right? By examining some of the mentalities and some of the mindsets that our ancestors have, um, have carried, uh, some of the actions and, 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 and the, uh, our past that our, foref- our foreparents did in forsaking God, in denying God. So we, this is what we've been checking out, all right? This is what we've been checking out and really investigating. And today we're coming coming back and we're going to go ahead and study and review a little bit more. Let me, let me pull this up. Let me pull this up. The title of the class is To Deny Christ, Part 20. And it says, all these things do the Gentiles seek, All right. Um, and that's the part of the, 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 the series that we're going to really try and, and get some depth, hopefully some understanding, and sh- share some information with, with brothers and sisters that we might be able to, if, if, if our minds are going a little bit off, uh, going a little bit astray, that these classes are designed to help us get back on the right path, all right? It's not designed to condemn. It's not designed to, to, to make a person just feel like it's worthless. But to get us back on the right track, all right, uh, that we might understand that repentance, that we might understand that uh, that there's things we got to change about ourselves, and in, in preparing for the kingdom of heaven and preparing for God's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven, as we deal with the Lord's prayer. So with that, brothers and sisters, um, let's go ahead and go to. Let me see this. Let me take a look at this. The class we did on Monday, one of the last uh, scriptures that we, that we finished with was Philippians chapter 3, verse 18. And what we were being reminded of, knowing that things written aforetime time were written for our learning, is that many walk contrary, as I have often told you, uh, told you well, let me read the King James version, uh, that many walk of whom I have told you often, and I'll tell you even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. And we, we, we kind of went into that kind of kind – of, um, we, we went into some details about how a person makes himself the enemy of the cross of Christ. Not just the enemy of Christ, <clears throat> but becoming an enemy of the cross of Christ and what that really means. Uh, if a person doesn't want to take up uh, – there's certain burdens and there's going to be certain things that, that as his disciples or as his students um, – There's going to be certain uncomforts, Uh, there's going to be certain inconveniences that we're going to have to face, the same way Christ had to face it and and deal with it, and that many people don't want to deal with bearing that cross. Many people don't want to deal with being uncomfortable or the inconveniences of what it means to actually follow Christ uh, through the scriptures, and as the scripture says, and they're enemies of that, that they make themselves the enemies of the cross of Christ. Uh, so we covered that on Monday. So I advise you to please check, that, uh, check those classes out um, if you need, uh, um, need to catch up on it or if you need, you need a refresher. Um, that, that, was, that would be To Deny Christ, Part 19. Uh, to Deny Christ, Part 19. So as we're coming to uh, Part 20, again, I keep, keep repeating myself, trying to get my, my, all my words and thoughts together. As we're dealing now with Part 20 of To Deny Christ, the things that the Gentiles do the things that the Gentiles seek after, all right? And that's part of a quote uh, of Christ from Matthew chapter six, verse 32, all right? So please join me in going to the book of Matthew chapter six and verse 32. (coughs) Excuse me. And it reads, uh, Matthew chapter six, verse 32, and yes, uh, right now I'm reading from the King James Version. It says, for after all these things do the Gentiles seek, For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. All right? So this is a reminder from Christ. And if you remember, this what Christ is telling us right here is right after he told us how to pray, where we get the Lord's Prayer from. All right? From Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 through 11, he gives us the Lord's Prayer. And he goes into some details about the Lord's Prayer. And we're going to cover some of that. We're going to cover some of that. Uh, What are some of the things that the Gentiles do? or the Gentiles seek, that would have us to deny Christ. Is our mentality or our minds having the same thought process that Gentiles are seeking after or looking for? To now that would cause us to be denying Christ and become enemies of the cross of Christ, that we're not going to bear that cross. I'm not going to bear that burden. I'm not going to go through that inconvenience. I'm not going to go through that, that, that uncomfortableness. I'm not going to deal with that. And I'm going to look at, to look at things the way the Gentiles look at things. All right? We want, we, this is what I'm trying to bring to our consciousness right now. This is what I'm trying to bring to our, our outlook, how, I'm looking, how, how we should be looking at things right now as Hebrew Israelites. All right? Uh, we're going to follow this up with going to Luke chapter 12. All right? We're going to follow this up with Luke chapter 12, which is essentially going to say the same thing, but we have the four Gospels for a reason. We have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John that each of them witnessed. Were eyewitnesses? Well, not each of them because Mark was actually a, 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 a student of, of, of Peter. and He also did some travels with Paul. Uh, and Mark was there to record a lot of the histories that Peter told him about things that happened and what was going on. So that's where we get the book of Mark from. Uh, but we have the four perspectives from Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John to help us give a fuller picture of all the events that was going on. Uh, uh, At the most I had the Bible put together, he, did, he didn't just give us Matthew and that was it. He didn't just give us uh, Matthew and then Peter and then Paul and then that was it. He gave us the four Gospels to give us uh, uh, a little bit more, more eyes on hand to give us a, a fuller picture or uh, more detail of, of what was going on, what was, what, what was happening, and more of the context of what was, going, what, what was happening. So now when we go to Luke chapter 12 and verse 30, we go to Luke chapter 12, verse 30, it says this, For all these things do the nations of the world seek after, and your father knoweth that you have need of these things. So we have, we have Matthew and Luke saying pretty much the same thing, but there's some slight, slight differences, slight differences, whereas Matthew says, for after all these things do the Gentiles seek, Luke is telling us, for, for all these things do the nations of the world seek after. So let's, go into, let's pick it up from there. Uh, and that we're dealing with what do the Gentiles seek after or the nations of the world, what things are they seeking after? that we as Hebrew Israelites, if we have the same mindset that we're denying Christ, we're denying Yehoshua, that we're denying the purpose of Christ dying on the cross in the first place, all right? And you can go back in this series to deny Christ. We did cover part of this with the Gentiles and the, uh, and, and the, and, uh, the nation and the heathen. Uh, While well, we covered um, when Christ told us, don't be like the heathen uh, who may well, – uh, uh, who when they pray they make vain repetitions and when we went into that we, we studied and brought the research on well how do the heathen make vain repetitions and that's where we understood that how the heathen or pagans use prayer beads so, uh, no, same as the rosary beads that might be used in the catholic church the same as the prayer beads that um, uh, followers of uh, the religion of islam um, that you can you you can you can use it as as a count how many prayers you're saying up. If it's, a, if it's the um, Hail Mary prayer, that you can count how many times you recite the Hail Mary prayer. So we, we covered all that, all right, in uh, dealing with some of the things that the heathen do uh, that the low side didn't want us to deal with. We're going to take, it now, take a little bit more further on the things that the heathen seek after and the things that the heathen do that we as Israelites do not want to be caught up in or we want to repent from if we find ourselves doing these things, all right? So now we have uh, Matthew and Mark and we have uh, what what they gave us. Let's go back to Matthew chapter 6 verse 19. Let's go back to Matthew chapter 6 instead of verse 19 and let's take a look now at what are some some of the things that the Gentiles seek after that we want to make sure we're not doing the exact same thing. And again, as we went and studied and we go and study um, how our forefathers fell off with God, with the Father before Christ came, and how they denied the Father and the things and the mindsets and the mentalities and the things they started to serve in our past, we want to make sure that we don't do the exact same things, all right? We want to make sure that, we, that we're not doing the exact same things. So now in Matthew chapter 6, we're going to start at verse 19. We're going to jump into verse 19. It says this. Uh, and again, this is the words of Christ in red, so this is Christ or Yahweh Shai. This is him speaking, all right? So in Matthew chapter 6, verse 19, it says, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. So what are some of the things that the Gentiles or the nation of the world seek after to lay up treasure upon earth? That their focus is on the treasure and the material things on earth as opposed to treasures in heaven. All right? Reading on, reading on, reading on. Verse 20. It says, But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through and and steal. And if we just even just look at this a little bit, brothers and sisters, how many of us have a fear of being robbed? How many of us have this fear about uh, uh, identity theft? And I'm not saying that 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 these things are not real, but we put so much effort and put so much energy into from identity theft, into uh, uh, the alarms, uh, to to where most people now get, get the, the the doorbells. They have the video camera on the doorbell that you can see from your phone, or or, or, or is, is recording everything, and for safety because of thieves, because somebody's gonna come through and rob, and there's a fear that we're going to lose out so we put a lot of mental energy and we put a lot a lot of a lot of uh fear is put into these things and are we putting as much energy into making sure that we're storing up treasures in heaven that the things that are valuable to the most high are we putting that amount of energy that we put into uh, material safety many people that walk around with a concealed carry uh, um, a permit that yes i'm gonna carry uh i'm a, i'm gonna the second amendment uh, of the constitution the right to bear arms to protect myself protect my family to protect anybody from robbing from me if, it, if it's not a, um um uh a right to bear arms i'm gonna get some type of, of weapon or some type of martial art or some type of something mace um uh i'm gonna have something because i'm afraid that somebody's going to break through and steal my stuff. Um, the cybersecurity, which is, is is booming in 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 the world today, how can I protect my files? How can I protect my digital files, my digital footprint, my my Bitcoin, my my money, or what have you? And we're so worried about and concentrating on the treasure on Earth being our safety and security. Are we lacking to put our our safety and security? And the things that are valuable to the Most High, so that we can be safe, we can be stable, we can be secure, because we're obviously we can see this is what the nations of the world do. All right, come back now to Matthew chapter six. Come back now to Matthew chapter six, verse twenty-one. The reason we have to be careful or be mindful of where we where are we laying up our treasure? What are we making valuable to ourselves? what are we making very important to ourselves? Are we making treasures on earth the importance, the priority? Or are we making the treasures that the most high the priority? Because Christ comes back and tells us this in Matthew chapter 6, verse 21. He says, for what your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So wherever we make valuable, whatever is more valuable to us, that's where our heart, and we know that when, in the scriptures, that when the, it mentions the heart, it's talking about our minds, all right? So where our treasure is, there will our minds be also. And one of the uh, hip-hop songs, if y'all remember from back in the, the 90s, I guess, was um, uh, Snoop Dogg's, I got my mind on my money and my money on my mind. That, okay, obviously you got your treasure in earth, and it's not in heaven. That your mind is your mind is going to be on what you find more valuable, so if we're giving our minds over to the, to the fear and brothers and sisters we, we we've covered this fear aspect going all the way back to when we first came out of Egypt in dealing with the series on denial in denying Christ, how the cost of living back in Egypt was affected after Moses came and gave us the 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 knowledge of salvation, how the cost of living was affected, and the um uh how with the cost of living being affected, how Pharaoh used that as a tactic to get our minds off of thinking about the Father and thinking about how we're going to keep up with our tasks, how we're going to keep up with our daily tasks, how we're going to keep up with the cost of living for what was required back in ancient Egypt. And from that fear of how we're going to eat, how we're taking care of it, then now we're going through all this. We know we got the knowledge of salvation coming from Moses. We believe Moses, but now – our cost of living is being affected, and now the mind is more on um, fear. How we going to take care of? How we gonna eat? Well, my, our security. That was a tactic that was used against our foreparents out of our first deliverance back in Egypt. So we want to make sure that we're not letting this fear, this same type of fear, get us to where now our minds are on what we find valuable, which is what we're laying up here on Earth. As opposed to, are we given the Most High was viable to him for our safety for what we're going through? We don't want to get caught up, and now we want to denying uh, denying Christ like our foreparents denied God coming out of Egypt. Right? verse twenty-two. It says, "The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thy eye like be single." That whole body shall be full of light. The light that I'm just talking about, but let's just go here real quick. We're going to the book of Isaiah? Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, yeah. We're going to look to the book of Isaiah. Just get a little reference to the light that it's talking about. Isaiah chapter 8 and verse 20. Isaiah today, verse 20, says, to the law and to the testimony. If they speak not according to this word, it's because there is no light in them. All right? The light they're referring to is the light of Christ, the light of what Christ's job, or Christ's purpose is, and come to save the nation of Israel. If our mind and our talk, our conversation, is not to the law and to the testimony, the law is where we get the Old Testament from. Uh, the testimony is the testimony of all the prophets, including uh, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, those of the New Testament. If our conversation is not really based in on the law and the testimony. And we're not speaking according to what the Bible's talking about, from the history the Bible gives us, the context the Bible gives us, um, the things that happen, the prophecies that are taking place. If, if our minds are not, if we're not really talking about these things, it's because there's no light in us. We're not considering we're not thinking about what the Most High is trying to give us. We're not really thinking about, our minds are not on how the Most High does things. Our minds are really in darkness. All right? Our minds really are. darkness so it tells us so christ was warning us or in my or or, or telling us that the light of the body is the eye if therefore that eye be single thy whole body should be full of light if our mind is seriously focused on the treasures in heaven storing those treasures in heaven it says our body will be full of light from isaiah chapter 33 and verse uh, six let's get that real quick from isaiah chapter 33 and verse six As I pull up here on my Bible app, where it says, and uh, I'm going to start with verse 5. Isaiah chapter 33, verse 5. It says, the Lord is exalted. Again, I'm in the book of Isaiah chapter 33, verse 5. And it says, the Lord is exalted, for he dwelleth on high. He has filled Zion with judgment and righteousness. So here it's telling us the Most High has filled us, the children of Israel, the Mount Zion. He's filled us with his righteousness. We got his laws, his statutes, his commandments. He's given to us, the nation of Israel, what he feels is right. What he judges as being right or wrong. Not what the world judges right or wrong, but he's given to us, the children of Israel, his judgment, how he judges things on what he says, okay, this is right and this is wrong. For example, the LGBTQ movement. In God's judgment, that is wrong. In God's judgment, that is not right. God gave us the dietary law. And God's judgment, any pork, crab, shrimp, or ro- lobster is wrong. The right thing to eat would be um, uh, if it's from if it's from the um, uh, from the waters. The fish must have fins and scales. That is right in the eyes of God. If, we, if we're going to uh, eat seafood, if we're going to eat, uh, uh, eat animals, it must chew the cud and be cloven footed. If that's what God says is right, and He gave all that righteousness and his judgment, his opinions, to the nation of Israel. And then he says now in verse 6, Isaiah chapter 33, verse 6, and wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times, and strength of salvation. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. You see, you see, we're kind of putting that together? So you treasures in heaven. And what's a treasure to the most high? That we fear him his wisdom then the wisdom and knowledge that we get from him is going to be our stability in our times it's going to be the strength of our salvation we want to make sure again that we're not getting caught up into treasures on earth like the gentiles do like the nations do that we're looking for the treasures on earth now to be our stability we're looking for the treasure on earth now to be our salvation. So we're not using God's judgment or what God judges to be right or what God judges to be wrong because now our treasure, our minds is now focused on how the world does things as far as if you if you don't have this, you don't have stability. If you don't have this, you don't have security. And now our minds are there as opposed to, What treasures are we storing with the Most High? What treasures are we storing with God that's viable to God and not viable to how people of the world do things? All right? So now coming back to uh, uh, Matthew chapter 6, all right? Coming back now to Matthew chapter 6, verse 22, it says, the light of the body is the eye. If therefore that eye be single, I mean our eye is focused, on what the most high finds to be a treasure, he says that whole body should be full of light. We'll have stability. We're going to be taken care of. We're going to be okay. But verse twenty three now. But if that I be evil, now again, mind you, let's keep it in context of how he's talking about treasures in heaven and the treasures with the most and treasures on earth and treasures in heaven. To have treasures in heaven, that's our eye being full of light. To focus on treasures on earth, verse 23, but if that eye be evil, that whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, meaning my focus, what I'm singly focused on is dark. I'm only focused on treasures on earth to be my stability. Treasures on earth to be my salvation. And that's what a person has their mind singly focused on, your eyes full of darkness. Our eyes now are full of darkness. Real quick on that darkness part. Let me finish verse 23. Matthew chapter 6, verse 23. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? Let me find this scripture real quick, brothers and sisters. Let me find this scripture real quick. Um. W a l k, d a r k n e s s. it's Psalm, i think it's eighty two but i just want to look it up real quick here we go please let me let me put these precepts together all right but if we if we remember what we just read um who I should really take this a lot of places, but I I don't want to do that. I want to keep 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 it a little uh, on where we're going. All right, please. um, I'm uh, gonna read Matthew. I'm sorry. Forgive me, brother. Says please forgive me. Georgia 20. All right. Matthew chapter 6 verse 23 says, But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. And therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? Now, in dealing with this darkness part, all right, to help us get some understanding about this darkness part, let's go to Psalm chapter 18 verse 5. Let's go to Psalm chapter 18 verse 5 sponsor 82 verse 5 us this they know not neither will they understand they walk on in darkness all the foundations of the earth are out of course so it's telling you that people of the world and if we're not careful a lot of israelites also that that we won't know and we really won't understand what is valuable to the most high and that many of us will walk in darkness. Many of us will make ourselves the enemies of the cross of Christ. Many of us will keep having our treasure in on earth and not in heaven, and we will continue to walk on in darkness. Right? We got to make sure we have our priorities in the right place if we want the most high and Christ to be our salvation. If we want Christ and the most High to keep us stable, we got to make sure that we have the right priorities. We had to make sure that our minds and in, in, in our focus and what we're making important to ourselves is also what's important or a treasure or valuable to the Messiah All right? Come back now to Matthew chapter uh, 6 and verse 24. And it says, uh, Coming back down to Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. I'm continuing to read down in Matthew chapter 6, and I'm in verse 24. It says, no man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve the Most High and Mammon. So we're going to keep this in the context of what Christ is talking about. He opened us up with what? When you look at the Lord's Prayer, but then from verse 19, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. And that where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So if our minds are on the treasures that we're still here on earth, the stability that we're trying to build here on earth, that's where our minds are. Christ is telling us. And verse 24, no man can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one that if a person's mind is on their stability and their treasures on earth, then to think about what the Most High wants or what's valuable to the Most High, a person will get to the point where they hate hearing that. A person gets to the point where I'm not trying to hear that because what's valuable to me and how I feel and what I'm making important that's not what the Mosai is dealing with. So now, there's going to be that hatred. There's going to be that hatred. No man can serve two masters. For he will hate the one and love the other. The treasure that the Mosai is talking about, I have a treasure with, a person will hate that, despise that. I'm not dealing with that. I'm going to deny that that's what is valuable to, to, that's what's valuable and that's what my mind should be on, because my mind is on what is viable to me. My mind is on my treasure, on what I figure is stability, on what I figure is security. And what the Mosai is talking about, that don't work for me. I'm not feeling that. I hate that you're trying to a person is trying to show me how to store treasures in heaven because my mind is on how um, what I find valuable here on earth, what I find valuable, what is my treasure, and then vice versa, and then vice versa in Matthew chapter 6 verse 24. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. If we're going to make, if we're making the most side, the things that he finds valuable, the things he finds the treasure, we're keeping that in our minds we're going to hold on to that. And in hold on to that, the most I promise, that's where we're going to be, have stability. The most I said, that's where we have security. But if my treasure and my mind is on what I find important, what I think is security, what I think is safety, then to do things the way the most I want things done, a person's going to not, I'm not holding on to that. I despise that. And uh, and finishing verse 24, it says, you cannot serve God and mammon. This is Christ saying it. So, again, brothers says, I just want to make sure that we're not getting caught up and in, in, in that we keep our focus in the right place, that we're really keeping our treasures in the right place. All right? Um, two scriptures I want to get right now, two scriptures I want to get. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Let's look to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14. Going to 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14, all right, B- behind a person will either hold on to the one and despise the other or a person will love the one and hate the other. For the person who makes their treasure what the most high treasure is, they'll hold on to that. For the person who is making what they value, and what they're putting as, as important like the Gentiles do like what the nations do to do things of what's vital to the most high they're going to hate it they're going to despise it now to help back that up or give uh, to give a little grounding to that priesthood that concept we're going to first Corinthians chapter 2 verse 14 first Corinthians chapter 2 verse 14 and this is what it says But the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God. That person who is like the nations, like the Gentiles, my mind is on what the world finds viable. that's walking in darkness. And what the world says should be security, stability. And what the world says, uh, uh, how things should be done. And mind you, yes. Remember what Christ said uh, two classes ago? I'm come, and even last class, I'm coming to set a man at variance against his father and against his mother, uh, uh, the daughter-in-law against the mother-in-law. I'm coming to bring division to so where now, where our families might have said, no, this should be what your priority is. For how we grew up, this should be what's important. This is what you should make a treasure. Now that Christ is coming to the picture, now Christ said, "No, make this your treasure, make this your priority, make this important. That that is going to cause division. And remember, we were going through some of the some of the uh, other versions of that scripture, and it says Christ from Luke chapter twelve verse fifty-one. Christ i 'I'm coming to choose sides. Whose side are you on?' So." When we come back now and look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, reading it again, it says, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. That person who was in his nat- – uh, let's think about natural. natural. This is how I grew up. This is me. That, this is my nature. This is how I grew up. This is what I know. Okay? So when a person holds on to that and the traditions and the priorities and the values that they grew up with that the natural man is not going to be able to receive the things of the spirit of the most high why for they are foolishness unto him to make your to make the things of the most high valuable to a natural man that's going to be foolish because the only way i can see safety security stability is by treasures on earth the way the rest of the world does things the way the rest of the world handles their business. I can't see to do it the way the, to make what God finds valuable a treasure that's foolish. All right, 1 Corinthians two fourteen. Reading it again. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of the Most High. For they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. That if, you, if you don't make the Most High your treasure, make him your priority. And that doing the things that's viable to him, that's a treasure to him, and believing that that's going to be your stability, and believing that that's going to be our our safety, a person ain't going to pick that up. A person ain't going to understand that. It's going to be complete utter nonsense and foolishness to them. And Remember how Christ said in Luke chapter 12, verse 51? I, let, let me read that real quick. For those who might have missed it last time. And trying to bring this back to our memory. In Luke chapter 12, verse 51, on top of everything that we're going over, hopefully I'm not going too fast. Remember in the King James, it says, suppose ye that I'm coming to get peace on earth. I tell you nay, but rather division. That's the King James, that Christ is telling you, I'm not coming to get peace on earth. I tell you nay. Maybe you think I'm coming to get peace on earth. I tell you no. I'll tell you I'm not. But rather division. For henceforth, there should be five in one house divided. Three against two and two against three. Cool. And brother said we covered that on Monday. But now looking back again at some of the other versions of Luke chapter 12, verse 51. And it says, uh, Uh, from the Bible in basic English. It says, Is it your opinion that I have come to give peace on earth? I said it, you know, but division. Um, let me see if I can find this real quick. Here it is. In the the common English version of the Bible. The common English version of the Bible uh, for for Luke chapter 12 verse 51 it says do you think that I came to bring peace to earth. No, indeed. I came to make people choose sides. All right? So if we're understanding Christ of the Bible and we believe in him as the scripture has said, what's he saying right here? And again, I'm using the, the, the common English version Bible to try and help get some understanding about this, bring some more light to this. Do you think that I came to bring peace to earth? No, indeed. I came to make people choose sides. This is what Christ came to do. And if we're not careful, if we're not careful, what Christ finds important, what God finds important, or finds the treasure, the natural man, the ones I'm gonna stay how I grew up, this is all I know. This is what I naturally are accustomed to. I'm gonna hold on to that. That person's not gonna be able to receive the things that are important to the Most High, the things that are important to Christ. Now, coming back to 1 Corinthians chapter verse 14. Coming back to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, it says, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Now, brothers and sisters, we've been on this before, but just as a reminder, when we go to St. John Chapter 4, verse 23, when we come to St. John Chapter 4, verse 23, again, the words of Christ speaking. This is Christ speaking to us again. He says, but the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. If I think if a person believes that they can hold on to what they know naturally, they're going to still hold on to the values and the treasures of what people in the world have made valuable and the treasure of what safety is supposed to be. Or what security is going to be there's no way they can ever that those people can ever be true worshipers of the Most High and who is the most high looking to worship him he's looking for the true worshipers to worship him according to st. John chapter 4 verse 23 but the hour comes and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to, that's to, to, to worship him. Where a person is going to make their treasure and their priorities either what they have here on earth or what's important and valuable to the Most High. And yes, Christ said, I'm coming to have a person choose sides. To have people choose sides. Are you going to choose what you find valuable? What your family and what the world finds valuable what they say is security and safety or you're going to choose the side of what the most high says is valuable security and safety up the water babe thank you you got some matcha Got some matcha what side are we going to pick and yes it's getting to that point this is why remember christ's whole message his the first lesson he taught when he started his ministry was what repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand if we didn't know what God's treasures are, we didn't know what God's priorities are. Now, it's going to revealed to us, what are we going to choose? Whose side are we going to choose? All right, coming back now to, going back now, coming back now to uh, Matthew chapter six verse twenty-four. Now, I'm gonna read that again. I'm hoping that it, uh, we've got some light. And can help us understand more of what Christ is talking about when he says this now, okay? So in Matthew chapter 6 verse 24, again, Christ speaking, no man can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot Serve God and mammon. It cannot be done, brothers and sisters. And yes, Christ is telling you. He's coming. What side are you going to choose? Didn't Moses tell our foreparents the same thing in in, in the wilderness when we came out of Egypt? Choose you this day, life or death. Choose. If you're going to serve the most high, you're going to serve yourselves. One of the, the you know, my, my opening music that I use now is from the sister Yapa Yipa Q, and the brother are Choices. Everybody's got choices. We all have choices in who and what we're going to do and who and what we're going to follow. We have a choice of what we're going to make a priority and viable and what we're not going to make a priority and viable. We all have choices. So what choice are we going to, are we going to choose? In Matthew chapter 6, now verse 25, reading on, with the, reading on with Matthew chapter 6, verse 25, it says, uh, first, of all, it, it's a warning of not to be anxious, not to be fearful, not to be nervous, the way the people of the world, the nations, the people who don't know God, the way they would be. All right? So now in Matthew chapter 6, verse 25, reading on, it says, therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life what you shall eat. Or what you shall drink, no yet for your body. What you shall put on, is not life. Is not the life more than meat, and the body than raiment? Why, because these are the things that the nations seek after. These are things that the heathen seek after. That Christ has already told us: don't follow after them. Don't be like them. Verse twenty-six. Behold. The fowls of the air. For they sow. Uh, for they sow not, neither do they reap. And you know what it means to sow means actually go and plant seed, right? You're going plant crops. He says, The fowls of the air, for they sow not they're not out there on a tractor or back behind a a, a donkey or, or, or a a, a mule or, or, or an ox. Actually plowing up the fields and then uh, going out there and and and, and uh uh planting the seeds and they come back and, and, and covering the seeds and come back and watering them and they come back putting the plastic over them trying to keep the, the the weeds out birds don't do that and then when the harvest is finally uh, up and full uh, they come back, back through again with the tractors and they go and pluck all the vegetables all the fruit that is supposed to be out the tree birds don't do that he says therefore i say unto you take no thought for your life what you shall eat or what you shall drink Know yet for your body, what you should put on. It is not the life more than meat and the body than rain. You know the fowls of the air, verse 20, 26. You know the fowls of the air. For they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into bonds. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not, more, are you not better than they? If the I takes care of birds, or do we really think that he won't take care of us if we make our treasure, what he finds valuable, we make that our treasure also? Are we really thinking that we're not going to eat, that we're not going to be taken care of? Then where's our faith? That it, it, I mean, that, that's a stop in the face. If, if, it's like the mentality of if I make what God finds valuable, valuable, I'm not going to be taken care of. If I make my treasure, what God finds to be a treasure, I'm not going to be able to eat, I'm not going to be able to be taken care of, I ain't going to have no clothes, I ain't going to have nothing. So If you really have that mentality, so doesn't God take care of even birds? And now you're thinking that if you make your treasure, the same that God finds valuable or treasure, you really think you're not going to be taken care of? Verse 27, which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit to a stature? So he's asking the question. So now, if that's what you're thinking and you're just worrying, 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 just thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it, causing yourself all types of stress, okay, which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit to a statue? A cubit is 18 inches. So if I'm six foot two, 18 inches would be... 12 inches will put me at 7 foot 2. Another 6 inches will put me at 7 foot 8. So if I'm sitting here just worrying and, and worrying and thinking 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 that I need to be 7 foot 8. For as much worry and thought that I put into I need to be 7 foot 8, am I going to be able to change my height? No. Verse 28. And here we can see like 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 the it's a comparison, almost a, a sarcasm. I'm gonna read to 27 28 together. Which of you by taking thought can add one cubit to a stature? And why take you thought for your raiment? If you by thinking can't can't add uh, 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 eighteen inches to your stature, then why do you think about how you're gonna be taken care of, how you can be clothed, how you can be warm, where are you gonna stay at? Then why are you thinking about those things? If you're making your treasure what the most high finds a treasure, why are you worried about those things? Then he comes back. Do you consider, I, I, I did the do part. Let me check that out. Matthew 6, verse 28. And why take you thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field. How they grow. They toil not. Neither do they spin. You don't see that one lily of the field uh, with needle and thread sewing anything you don't see that one lily of the field getting some yarn or having to crush up the beetles to make the different dyes to uh, make themselves majestic. Verse 29. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Why did he mention Solomon, brothers and sisters? Oh, I got to get this one. Uh, give me a second. I, I got to pull this one up. I got to pull this one up. Um, we can read about Solomon's table, but let me find that one let's get to the conversation of what God had with Solomon when he first with someone's first make um, oh come on Um uh, it's uh. Oh, I want this scripture. Y'all. I'm just I'm gonna find this, and I don't wanna have a lot of dead space. I'm gonna put some music on while I find the scripture. So we're still here. Class is still going on, but let me go ahead and get this uh, find the scripture. I want to get back I want to keep this going. I, I want to keep this going. So I'm here. Let me find the scripture, and I'll be right back. All right.
1: Alright, alright, alright. We're gonna learn today. Alright, alright, alright. all right, are all right, all right. gonna
0: learn today. Alright, brothers, I found it. I found it. I found it. Yes, we are learning today. we are learning today. And and what do we make a value? And what do we make a treasure? If we're making what the Most High is vital to the Most High a treasure, we're going to have stability. We're gonna have security. But if we're not trying to do that, and we're gonna come up with our own ideas of, of security and safety. Uh, but now I'm gonna give an example of what now where, where Christ talked about how the, the the ladies of the field they neither toil nor spend and that let me let me go back and get that again. But how was Solomon it says Verse twenty nine, Matthew chapter six, verse twenty nine. And Yet I say unto you that even Solomon, in all his glory, was not arrayed like, like one of these. I want to go back, and I want. I'm glad he mentioned Solomon. And yes, we 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 can go into how much how Solomon made silver to be like a rock in Israel. That Solomon was definitely the richest king of the, of the nation of Israel that we ever had. Um, you can go back and read about the stories of Solomon. Solomon it tells you about how Solomon in Josephus, and I, I, I didn't get this research to, together. I'm not going to go there, but in his glory, it tells you how Solomon, he had a, 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 a chariot built out of gold and ivory. <laughs> out of gold and ivory. And on the bottom of the chariot, it, it, he had written written uh, Ahab, which means love. <laughs> And that Solomon had had twelve of the of the biggest men, the most muscular men in Israel. That that was his his entourage, for, for lack of a better word. Um, and all these brothers was arrayed in straight purple. And that Solomon he would go he would go out with, with these with uh, with his with these twelve giants, for lack of a better word. Uh, Debos, if you will, uh, uh, Ron Coleman's, um, uh, <laughs> Luke Cage's, all right. That Solomon would, would, would when he get in his chariot, he would like do it. He would do it like, like at like at, 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 uh, at sunrise or sunset. And that before he got in his chariot, that was that was pulled by the the, the strongest horses that the kingdom could find that he would get, he had a, a bowl full of just gold dust, gold speckles, and he would put that in his hair. <laughs> about, you got that stone glow, That He would put that in his hair, and when he would ride with his entourage in front of him, that the actual sunlight would, would bounce off of his hair and the light would reflect off the mountains. Come on. How, how how dope is that? I don't even know how I don't even know what words I can even try and use. How fly, how dope, how 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 majestic, how how balling is that? That that's how this that's how Solomon rolled? We can go back and read about uh what was furnished at Solomon's table every single day. I might get that. I might get that. I might get that. But before I, I, I want us to, to kind of focus on what did Solomon make a treasure? What did Solomon do to get to that level? We're going to First Kings. We're going to First Kings chapter 3. Um, I'm going to start at verse 1. First Kings chapter 3, I'm going to start at verse 1. And this whole chapter is dealing with Solomon's prayer for wisdom. All right. Uh, First Kings chapter 3, verse 1. And it says, and Solomon made affinity with Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and took Pharaoh's daughter, and brought her into the city of David, until he had made an end of building his own house, and the house of the Lord, and the wall of the Jews around about. Only the people sacrificed in high places, because there was no house built unto the name of the Lord until those days. Verse 3, and Solomon loved the Lord walking in all the statutes of David his father. Only he sacrificed and burnt incense in high places, you know, because he was dealing with this, this Egyptian chief, But he loved the Lord, all right? And this when he was still young. Verse 4. And the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for the, uh, that was the great high place. A thousand burnt offerings did Solomon offer upon the altar. Uh, verse 5. In Gibeon, The Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. And the most I said, ask what I shall give thee. Verse 6. And Solomon said, that was shown unto thy servant David, my father, great mercy, according as he walked before thee in truth and in righteousness and in uprightness of heart with thee. So what's Solomon saying? My father... He walked before thee in truth, in what you wanted, your commandments, how you wanted things done, and in righteousness. David walked in what God found to be right, not what David found to be right. Now, David slipped a few times, but he got his mind right. It says, and in uprightness of heart. And David was upright in his mind when it came to doing things the way the Most High wanted things done. And in a rightness of heart with thee, and thou hast kept for him uh, this great kindness, that thou hast given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. Verse 7, and now, O Lord, my power, my God, thou hast made thy servant king instead of David, my father. And I am but a little child. I know not how to go out or come in. David said, or I'm young. And remember, a child, you can be a child, all the dead 28 years old. All right, uh, we, we look dealing with, with uh, uh, Hebrew times and, and, and ages. I'm not saying he was 28 years old, but he was, what he said is, I'm young. I'm inexperienced. I don't know what I'm doing. You see how humble he is? You see how humble Solomon is? I'm humble. I don't know what I'm doing. Verse 8, and thy servant is in the midst of thy people, which thou hast chosen, a great people that cannot be numbered, nor counted for multitude. Give therefore, verse 9, give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people, that I may discern between good and bad. For who is able to judge this so great a people? So what's Solomon asking? Man, give give me understanding, an understanding heart that I might judge, I might do your people right. You see what he said? Do thy people. I want to be able to do them right. I want to be able to discern between good and evil, good and bad. I want to make sure I'm doing right by you and dealing with your people. Say on verse 10, 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 10. And the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. So where does Solomon make a priority right here? what God finds valuable. I, you, it's valuable to you, Father, that I do right by your people. So give me that mind. Time so I might do right by your people. And that speech did what? Pleased the Lord, verse 10, 1 Kings 3 and 10, that Solomon had asked this thing. Let's check this out, brothers and sisters, verse 11. And the most I said unto him, because thou hast asked this thing, and hast not asked for thyself. Long life. Neither hast asked riches for thyself. Nor ask the life of, th- of thine enemies. Of thine enemies. Did y'all, did y'all catch that? Yeah, I, I tried to emphasize that a little bit. Thou hast not asked a long life for thyself. Neither hast thou asked riches for thyself. Neither hast thou asked for the life of thine enemies. You see how most sides is, 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 is kind of reflecting on that? Like, you didn't ask for you, but hast asked for thyself understanding to discern judgment. The thing only you wanted for you was how can I make sure I'm doing right by you, Father, and by the people. Verse 12. Behold, First Kings 3, verse 12. Behold, I have done according to thy words. Lo, I have given thee a wise and an understanding heart, so that there was none like thee there, there was none like thee before thee, neither after thee. Shall any arise like unto thee? Are y'all hearing this? Verse 13. And, okay, cool. That's what you asked for? I'm going to give that to you. It's done. i So be it. Verse 13. And I have also given thee that which thou hast not asked both riches and honor, so that there shall not be any among the kings like unto thee all thy days. Come on, y'all. Come on, brothers sisters. Fam. And I have also given thee that which thou hast not asked, both riches and honor so that there shall not be any among the kings like unto thee all thy days. Verse 14. And if thou wilt walk in my ways to keep my statutes and my commandments as thy father David did did walk, then I will lengthen thy days. 1 Corinthians 3.15. And Solomon awoke. And behold, it was a dream. And he came to to Jerusalem and stood before the altar of the covenant of the Lord and offered up burnt offerings and offered peace offerings and made a feast to all his servants. Uh, I'm going to see if I can find this this scripture again, just real quick, where it says Solomon Silver, um, S-I-L-V-E-R. Silver, how do you say that? Silver as... Is it stone? S-T-O-N-E. I think it's just following made silver. Let me see if I can find that real quick, y'all. So give me one second. Again, yeah, I apologize. I do apologize. Um, S-O-L. S o l o m o n Solomon s i l v e r I can't find the script right now but the scripture says that Solomon made silver to be like a stone or like a rock in the streets that you wouldn't even think about silver. Um, let me just do this here. Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles chapter uh, chapter nine. Second Chronicles chapter nine, I'm gonna start verse thirteen. Second Chronicles chapter nine, I'm gonna start verse thirteen. Deal with Solomon as well. And I'm sorry, Second Chronicles, chapter nine, verse thirteen. Now, the weight of gold that came to Solomon in one year was six hundred and three score and six talents of gold. You know, we gotta look this up. Uh, Give me my commentary, John Gear. What you got to say here? Uh, See the chapter introduction. Come on, man. I'm I'm trying to do something here. I'm not uh i've looked this up before i'm going to do now because it's going to take too much time i want to get to that uh second chronicle chapter 9 verse 13. now the weight of gold that came to solomon in one year was 603 score and six talents of gold besides that which uh chapman and merchants brought meaning that's just what he, he that's what he had coming in but that didn't include but the Chapman and the merchants brought in. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, I do gotta look I'm just it's stuck. It's in my head right now. How much is this? How much gold is this? All right, Google. Cool. okay um, six hundred and sixty six talents of gold today as of November 15 2021 the value of 666 talents of gold today is uh, 1 422 thousand I'm sorry 1 billion five hundred sixty one thousand three hundred and two dollars in US dollars all right uh, that was of November 15th 2021 as of September 29, two it was one billion four hundred thirty four million eight hundred fifty seven thousand five hundred eighty five dollars um that's just me doing a, a quick search here on google all right so this is what solomon was bringing in all right this is what solomon had, had, had coming in we talk about the most I working with somebody what did solomon have to make his treasure first verse 14 go back to 2 chronicles chapter number 14 besides that which chapman and merchants brought and all the kings of arabia and governors of the country brought gold and silver to Solomon. Come on, y'all. Come on, bro. Bam. Verse 15. And King Solomon made 200 targets of beaten gold. 600 shekels of beaten gold went to one target. On I'm, 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 I'm this class, brothers, I'm not going to go and look all these these, these, these numbers up. Maybe I'll be some homework for y'all. All right. Verse 16. And 300 shekels made of beaten gold. 300 shekels of gold went to one shield. <laughs> And the king put them in the house of the forest of Lebanon. That was that was his home decor. Like we have children's creations. <laughs> like 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 uh, uh, ISBH became, has children's creations for home decor, just for his house in Lebanon. Solomon had two hundred shields, three hundred shields of pure beaten gold, where three hundred shekels of gold went to make one shield. Bling bling. Verse seventeen. Moreover, the king made a great throne of ivory, overlaid it with pure gold. Come on, ivory, y'all! Ivory. Right now, I don't know ivory coming from what elephants, the tusks of uh, uh of walruses. The king made a great throne of ivory and overlaid it with pure gold. Stop. And there were six steps to the throne. (laughs) Come on. His throne, he had six steps built into the throne with a footstool of gold, which were fastened to the throne and stays on each side of of the sitting place and two lions standing by the stage. And twelve lions stood there on one side, and on the other, upon the six steps, there was not there was not like there was not the like made in any kingdom. Stop. Verse twenty. And all the drinking vessels of King Solomon were of gold. Now, I'm gonna read that one more time now, in case we missed it. And all the drinking vessels of King Solomon were of gold. And all the vessels of the house of the forest of, of Lebanon were of pure gold. None were of silver. It was not anything accounted for in the days of Solomon. If you saw a hunk of silver, that would be like seeing a rock in the street like, huh, yeah. huh. huh. <laughs> Verse 21, for the king's ships went to Tarshish with the, uh, the servants of Huram uh, uh, every three years. Once came the ships of uh, Tarshish bringing gold and silver, ivory and apes and peacocks. And this three years, we know that it took a year and a half to travel from uh, the eastern side of Africa, coming from the, the Euphrates into the Mediterranean, into the Indian Ocean, to the uh um to sail around the southern tip of africa coming back into the pacific ocean into the atlantic ocean uh to come over to the americas or arsaret we know that trip one way took a year and a half so to go a year and a half to get here then a year and a half back that would equal three years reading on and king Solomon passed all the kings of the earth in riches and wisdom and all the kings of the earth sought the presence of Solomon to hear his wisdom that God had put in his heart. And they brought every man his present, vessels of silver and vessels of gold and raiment, uh, harnesses and spices, horses and mules, a rate year by year. And Solomon had 4,000 stalls for horses and chariots. Forget the Kentucky Derby. And 12,000 horsemen whom he bestowed in the chariot cities and with the king at Jerusalem. And he ran over all the kings from the river even unto the land of the Philistines and to the border of Egypt. Here it is. Verse 27 is what I was looking for. And King... And the king made silver in Jerusalem as stones, and cedar trees made he as the sycamore trees that are in the low plains in abundance. And they brought unto Solomon horses out of Egypt and out of all lands. So let's return back to Matthew. Hopefully I was able to give we can get a little context of what Christ is trying to relate to us when we have our 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 our, our minds in the right places, when we have our priorities in the right places, what the Most is ready to do for us, how he's going to take care of us. Alright? So Matthew chapter six verse twenty eight. And why take you thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil, they toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Verse 30, wherefore, if the most I so close the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is, is cast into the, the oven, shall he, not much, uh, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we, be, shall we be clothed? Now we hear verse 32. For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of the most High and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow should take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Now, that was what we read in Matthew. I want to read the same thing in the time we ever read Let's go to Luke now. Let's read the same thing now in Luke and get a little bit more insight, a little bit more vision about what all this is saying, what all this means, okay? Let's go to Luke chapter 11 now. Let's go to Luke chapter 11, and we'll start at verse 1. And it came to pass, I mean Luke chapter 11, and verse 1. And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. Okay. Verse 2. And he said unto them, when you pray, say, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so in earth. Give us day by day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil now i wanted to take a uh i wanted to focus on this part here right here brothers and sisters verse four when he says deliver us from evil now i know that especially in the days we live in now we, we think about evil as far as being the lgbtq community Evil being um, uh, being killed, or shot in the streets, uh, the, the fentanyl uh, 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 pandemic, uh, uh, the, uh, epidemic that's taking place. Um, that there's a lot of evil uh, things going on in the world. I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not making light of those. I'm saying that those things aren't evil. But I want to offer up this perspective about what it means to be evil. I want to offer up this, this perspective now about what it means to be wicked. And I'm, I'm bringing this in and reflecting off of. Where are we making our treasure? What are we making value to be our security and to be our and to be our safety? And I understand, brother, and I'm not I'm not I'm not forgetting the scripture says uh, money is a defense. I know that scripture is there. I'm not even pull it up right now. But when you read that scripture, it says not only is money a defense, but read the rest of the scripture. But so is wisdom. All right, so let's not just get that one script, that one part, <laughs> that verse. Money is a defense, and now that's why I'm going to justify why I've got to make sure money is my security. i got to make sure that, 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 that I've got this going on. Okay. Read, the whole, read that scripture. All right? So I wanted to take a, 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 another look and, and offer this up about when Christ says, but delivers from evil. And he's talking about being indebted. He's talking about forgiving. He's talking about giving us our daily bread. Let's take a look at this. Let's take a look at this. I'm going to offer this up. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 15. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 15. I'm going to start at verse 7. All right? going to look at Deuteronomy chapter 15. I'm going to start at verse 7. It says, If there be among you a poor man, or one of thy brethren, within all thy gates, in thy land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not harden thy heart, nor shut thy hand from thy poor brother. Okay, Let's, 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 let's grasp this. Let's grasp this. If there be among you a poor man of one of thy brethren within any of thy gates in thy land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not harden thine heart nor shut thine hand from thy poor brother. Verse 8. But thou shalt open thine hand wide unto him and shalt surely lend him sufficient for his need and that which he wanteth. And that's just what he needs. Give him what he wants. Verse 9. Beware that there be not a thought in thy wicked heart saying, the seventh year, the year of release, is at hand. And thine eye be evil against thy poor brother. And thou givest him not and he cried unto the Lord, against thee, and it be sin unto thee. When a person, the, the relationship I want to get here, as we're reading this about the year of release, the year of release is, is talking about the year of jubilee. And the year of jubilee was every seven years. Um, like, like in America, every four years they have the election. right? Every, every four years there's an election for, for president. Every two years, there's an election for a, a governor. Well, in Israel, we had this thing where every seven years, it was called a year of release. It, it, was, it, was, a, it was a sabbatical year, all right? And in this year, whenever the seventh year came up, um, if somebody owed you a debt, they owed you a debt for whatever it might have been. When we got to the seventh year, especially with your, your own people, especially when concerning your people, you had to let the debt go. So they didn't pay you back. It's the seventh year. Don't worry about it. Let it go. This was a law in Israel. This is one of our laws that we did not give into. He said, don't let it come. Uh, what verse was that? Uh, verse nine, right? Beware that, thou, that there be not a thought in thy wicked heart saying, the seventh year, the year of release, is at hand. Because why? Let's say Let's just say for, 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 just for, for, for this example right now, let's say it's the sixth month and it's the sixth year and it's the 10th month of the sixth year that in two months it's going to be the seventh year, the year of release. And I got my poor brother right here. I'm supposed to lend to him open my hand wide for not only what he needs but whatever he wants with the possibility that you're supposed to pay me back within two months? I'm going to lose out, you're going to get over on me. You're going to be stealing from me. You're going to get the best of me. Hell, no, I'm not going to give nothing to you because in two months, in the seventh year, now you're going to have to pay me back. To have that thought, God calls that wicked and evil. That now you, that I'm gonna be missing out. They're gonna get over on me. Let's read on. Verse ten. Not only did he say it was wicked and evil, he said it would be sin unto you that, and thy eye and thy eye be evil against thy poor brother, and thou givest him not. And he cry unto the Lord against thee, and it be sin unto thee. Verse 10, thou shalt surely give him, and thine heart shall not be grieved when thou givest unto him, because that for this thing the Lord thy God shall bless thee in all thy works. And in all that thou puttest thine hand unto, for the poor shall never cease out of the land. Therefore I command thee saying, thou shalt, not, thou shalt open thine hand wide unto thy brother, to thy poor and to thy needy, and to thy needy in thy land. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. This thought of, I've got to store as much treasure, I've got to store as much things for me, to take care of me and mine. I'm not going to have those treasures in heaven or what the Most High finds valuable or what the Lord finds valuable. I've got my mind on my money and my money on my mind that I'm not going to give. And I'm not going to let somebody think they're going to get over on me. What, they think I'm stupid? What, they think I'm a fool? They're trying to play me? Hell no, I'm not the one. I'm not the one. All right? We read about Solomon. He said, "If your eye be full of darkness, how dark are you?" Verse thirteen. And when thou sendest him, check this out. <laughs> verse twelve. Verse twelve. I mean, Deuteronomy chapter fifteen and verse twelve. And if thy brother, an Hebrew man, or Hebrew woman, be sold unto thee, and serve years then in the seventh year thou shalt let him go free from thee so somebody just owes you a debt they, they, they whatever might go on whatever might happen, happened um, a business transaction gets messed up and now they owe you and then they, they still they don't have the money to actually pay you back so to work off the debt or to, to pay the debt they'll come work for you they're gonna sell themselves to you to pay off the debt that they might owe because they don't have the money so here the law is saying cool they're going to work for you a couple of years. Say it's, it, the seventh year just passed, and now it's the first year. All right? Cool. And that's when that, this, this thing happens. Now they're going to serve you for these six years coming up, before the next seventh year comes up. Cool. So they'll serve you for these years. And let's say the, the debt that's oh, still didn't get, doesn't get paid off, but they're working for you to try to pay it off, a Hebrew man or a Hebrew woman. Okay? Cool. But it says... In the seventh year, thou shalt let him go free from thee. Thou shalt not um, free from thee. Verse 13. And when thou sendest him out from thee, I'm sorry. And when thou sendest him out free from thee, thou shalt not let him go away empty. Thou shalt furnish him liberally out of thy flock and out of thy floor, and out of thy winepress? Of that wherewith the Lord thy God has blessed thee, thou shalt give unto him. <laughs> so there's a Hebrew man, Hebrew woman. He owes, this thing owe me. He, so he can't pay it off, so he, has, he comes to work for you. All right, cool. It's the seventh year. He ain't paid it off yet. But because he's a brother, because he's a Hebrew, Man or woman? <laughs> let him go. Let the dead go, let him go. But oh, by the way, verse 14, thou shalt furnish him liberally out of thy flock and out of thy floor and out of thy winepress. You're going to give him sheep, cows, horses, donkeys part of your crops and from your winepress. You're going to give them some liquor. Out of what the Lord thy God has blessed thee, thou shalt give unto him. So when the Lord is saying, again, Lord's Prayer, I know that this is totally against what everybody thought about the Lord's Prayer. I just want to bring in this angle. I just want to bring this angle in. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, your rule come, your reign come. How you want things done, let it come. As in heaven, so in earth. And give us today our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. This evil of, I've got my treasure here on earth, so I'm going to be selfish. I got my children on earth, that how am I going to give away my security? How am I going to give away my safety? And the only think about what the most I want and make that valuable, like what he just said right here in Deuteronomy chapter 15, that's foolish. Hell no. Hell no. Let's go to the book of James, brothers and sisters, as I, my, my time is winding down. Let's go to the book of James, chapter 5, start verse, I'm gonna start at verse 1. And remember, this is James, the brother of Jesus Christ. What? What? Let's go to James, chapter 5, and I'll start at verse 1. And guess what we're dealing with, brothers and sisters? The warning to the rich. James, chapter 5, verse 1. Go to now, ye rich men. Weep and howl for your miseries, for your miseries, that shall come upon you. Your riches are corrupted, and your garments are moth-eaten. You put so much, make sure you got your clothes and you're good, and you got your money, but you got it the wrong way. Your riches are corrupted, and your raiment is moth-eaten. It's not going to last. It's not going to help you. Verse 3, your gold and your silver are cankered, and the rest of them shall be a witness against you. The fact that you're storing up all this stuff, all this, all this money for you, it's starting to rust. And that's going to be a witness against you. You trying to stack for the rainy day? By any means necessary? That's going to be a witness against you. And shall so eat your flesh as it were fire. Ye have heaped treasure together for the last days, remember we talked about that rainy day. I got stacked. It. I got a stack. I got a stack. Mine for the rainy day. We got to be wise. We got to be smart. Uh, okay. So I'm gonna heap all this together. So I'm not gonna help nobody else. I'm gonna get just the straight, the minimalist that I possibly can. That Deuteronomy chapter 15. I had never read that. That's not even in the book. That's not even in the Bible. All right. Verse 4, Behold, the hire of the laborers who have reaped down your fields, which is of you kept back by fraud. You have people working for you, and you, you you deal with them by fraud. And those people are crying, crying. And the cries of them which have reaped are entered into the ears of the Lord of Sabbath. Is it? A coincidence that he's talking about the year of release that we just read about? And if the, 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 if the cry of the poor it enters into the ears of the Most High, it's going to be a sin unto you? Verse 5. Ye have lived in pleasure on the earth and been wanting. Ye have nourished your hearts as in the day of slaughter. Ye have condemned and killed the just and he does not resist you. You keep coming up with, you're like LeBron as he did with, with Jacob. You change his wages 10 times, you keep doing this and you keep swindling by fraud so that you can stack your chips, you can stack yours and you don't deal right with the most high, with the poor of thy people. I got ninety. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read this a little bit more, y'all. I'm gonna read this a little bit more. So this, this is again to the rich. So where are we? We making our treasures? Is our treasure in heaven, or is our treasure on earth, like the Gentiles, like the heathen, to where now? I'm a, I'm not gonna give because I might be defrauded. I ain't going to do this because I got a stat for me for the last days and for that rainy day. You niggas are stealing from me. Let's go to Luke chapter 12. Let's go to Luke chapter 12. I'm going to start this time I 43. You know, I'm, I'm going to just go past it, y'all. Um, for those who might be on, on, uh, listening through the computer, the two hours are going to a- 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 expire Um, So they're going to cut the show off on the computer. But if you've called in, you're still going to be able to listen in, as I'm going to keep going. And if you catch one of the archive shows um, after after this is uploaded to uh, either uh, the blog.radio.com library or to our our podcast on iHeartRadio Podcast, on Google Podcast, on Apple iTunes Podcast, or Podcast Addict, you'll be able to hear the show in its entirety. Uh, You'll be able to get it all, all right? So now I'm in Luke chapter 12, verse 43. I'm going to read 43 through 46. It says, blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. What are you doing? Where's your treasure at? Where are you stacking treasures, on heaven or on earth? What are you making a priority? What are you making of value? Verse 44, of a truth I say unto you, that he will make him ruler over all that he hath. Come on, y'all. to become a ruler over all that he has. What do we read about with Solomon? We don't be reading the Bible. I'm going to say we just don't be reading the Bible or we don't trust the Bible. Verse 45. But and if that servant say in his heart, my Lord delays his coming. And she began to beat the men servants and maid servants and to eat and drink and be drunken. Verse 46. The Lord of that servant will come in a day when he looketh not for him and at an hour when he is not aware and will cut him in thunder and will appoint him his portion with the unbelievers. You never believe in the scripture in the first place. You call yourself an Israelite, you keep some of the laws, but you're still an unbeliever. You didn't believe in Christ. You made sure your garments was fly. You made sure you was at every high holiday feast. But for the, the, the weightier matters of the law, you neglected. Now, now that we read that, brothers and sisters, let's jump up to verse 13. Let's jump up to verse 13. All right, Luke chapter 12, we're going to start with verse 13. All right, Luke chapter 12, verse 13. And one of the company said unto him, Master, speak to my brother, that he divide the inheritance with me. So, all these people around Christ, one brother, one guy comes, said to Christ, said, "Hey, Christ, tell my brother he better divide the inheritance. Tell my brother he better split it with me." Let's see what Christ says. Is Christ gonna say, "You know what's"? Now, you know that it ain't right. You know you're supposed to make sure you split that with your brother. You know you're supposed to be sharing. Is that what Christ is going to get involved with? Is that what Christ's judgment, is that what Christ is going to really like, like, in, in, involve himself with? Let's read verse 14. And he said unto him, man, who, who made me a judge or a divider over you? Why are you coming to me with this nonsense? Verse 15, and he said unto them, take heed and beware of covetousness, for a man's life consists not in the abundance of the things which he possesses. Y'all coming to me about, arguing about, make sure you get your inheritance, so you can have this, that, and the third, because don't come in with this. A man's life consists not in the abundance of the things which he possesses. You have made your treasure on earth and you have no treasure. You're not rich towards the most high in heaven. Verse 16. And he spoke a parable unto them saying, the ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully and he thought within himself saying, what shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. And he said, this will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and and there will I bestow all my fruits and all my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. Verse 20. But the Most High said unto him, "Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth not up treasure. So is he that layeth up treasure for himself, and is not rich towards the Most High." So, brothers and sisters, we don't want to be like the heathen. We don't want to be like the pagans. We don't want to be like those people who don't know the Most High. We don't want to be walking in darkness. And what Amosah said, you have a wicked heart, you have an evil heart, and you do have sin because you don't have. We can understand from what we just read. Why Paul would come back and say charity is the greatest of all gifts. We go back and read now when we go back and read about alms, especially in the Apocrypha, how alms would deliver a person from death. Alms will hide the multitude of sins. But that's the wisdom of the Mosai. Whereas people of the world would think the wisdom of the most High is foolishness. But those that are really born in the spirit of the Most High, born in the truth of the Most High, being born again, being born again in knowledge, being born again after the image of the Most High in Christ, being born again, getting that right knowledge, the right understanding, the right outlook. Blessed is that servant whom the Lord, when he comes, shall find so doing. All right, brothers and sisters. I'm going to end this class with that right there. All right, I'm going to end this class, today's class, with that right there. We'll win about maybe 10 minutes over. So I, I, I can barely see the clock. We'll win maybe about uh, 10 minutes over. So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm gonna make this our, our stopping point right here. This is a, this is where I actually wanted to get to. Right, this is a point I actually wanted to get to. So thank everybody who, who tuned in. All right, whether you called in at area Code 646-668-2568, or you caught us on the um uh, uh the web browser, www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mashava M A S H A H B A, or if you caught one of the archive shows, uh, you come back and listen to the library at Google Podcast Apple I, Heart, uh, I Heart radio podcast Apple iTunes podcast or podcast addicts um, thank you, everybody for tuning in And hopefully this was informational for you maybe this is something to help feed your spirit um, help feed your soul all right that that there's some understanding that was received from this and that again this isn't meant to condemn a person this is not meant to condemn a person but now that we might get right, right, that we might repent. Why? Because the kingdom of heaven is most assuredly at hand, all right? So today is Wednesday, all right? Today is Wednesday. If you're in the San Antonio area, uh, please go to class uh, at 4444 Walsham, Street number 201, San Antonio, Texas, 78218. Uh, Class starts tonight at 7 p.m., all right? Class from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m., Please attend the class, all right? Attend the class. And if you can't actually make it to the classroom, you can still check out ISBHBK San Antonio on YouTube. Again, starting at 7, uh, 7 p.m. to uh, 10 p.m. Or uh, if you're not in the San Antonio area, you can also check out ISBHBK Houston. All right? You also check out ISBHBK Houston uh, on YouTube tonight as well, starting at 7 p.m., going to 9 p.m., all right? All uh, right. And if you're with any other Hebrew Israelites, all right don't let the learning stop all right don't let the learning stop that that uh don't let the learning stop all right We have a lot of things that that our spiritual minds need to be baptized with that our spiritual our minds that need to be cleansed with that we've learned we've really been polluted in our outlook in our uh our traditions and and uh how we were raised how we came up that no part of our journey in America was meant to help us get right with God. I'm going to say it one more time. No part or no time has our time here in America, whether we got here back in 933 B.C., 933 B.C., our, if you got here during that time when, when, when the northern kingdom of Israel was exiled out of our land, and it came on those ships over here to our rest. Came over to the Americas. We didn't. Most I didn't bring us here for our rest. He didn't bring us here for our comfort. He didn't bring us here as this is a blessing. Or we came uh, from 1619 on the cargo slave ships. That no part of our journey here in America was meant to be good. It was a curse. We were kicked out of the promised land. We were kicked out of the land of milk and honey we were separated from our true generational wealth we were separated from our true culture we were separated from the most high so to understand that from whether 93 BC kicked out of Jerusalem in 70 AD and brought to the Americas in sixteen hundreds, nothing we've learned has been for our benefit to get us right with the most high Nothing. Now, if we understand how much pollution, how many layers of pollution we've piled on ourselves, there's a lot of cleansing. There's a lot of purging that needs to take place. So, again, with that, brothers and sisters, I do want to thank everybody for tuning in. Hope you got something from this. And tomorrow is Thursday. Tomorrow is Thursday. uh, well come back tomorrow again uh thursdays is uh for your information with the brother tazza and then we come back uh behind that on friday night at 8 p.m with Final night bible breakdowns with bonabot so with that again uh shalom let me pull this up shalom have a great day and we'll catch you on the rebound as I'm gonna let the brother ash from the uh, House of David, take us out with the Shammai Yasha Allah.
1: She-